Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. Hello and welcome to the Hillsong Creative Podcast. This is Rich Langton and we are in for a good day today. I have Jad Gillies from Hillsong United coming on this episode and we're going to have a conversation about worship. Um, now, if you might be a worship leader, this is for you. You might be a worship team member, this is for you. You might just be a creative who loves Jesus. Well, this one is for you because we get into, I guess, um, the concept of, of obviously worship leading, but more than that, leading ourselves in worship. It's a real good one coming up in a minute. But before we get into it, let me just remind you about our Worship and Creative Conference, which is coming up in November 5 and 6. It's just a few short weeks away, and so you want to set aside the time now and perhaps register now so you're committed and you can start to prepare yourself for the conference. This week, we've been working on all sorts of things uh, preparing for you. It's a pretty unique conference. We've set up the, the schedule in a unique way. You want to check out the show notes um, for a promo code, but also so you can get a link to find out more about the conference. I've been hearing about what people have got planned, our team have got planned for the masterclasses because um, we're, we're planning to record a bunch of masterclasses to have as on-demand content. Um, and they are turning out to be like things we've never done before. I guess because of lockdown and because of where we've found ourselves, we've had a little bit more time to prepare and get ready for these masterclasses. And so the team are just going all out to make them great. My one is on transformation and transforming as a leader. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about becoming more like Christ, but what does it take to actually do that? What kind of practices do you need to put in place? How practically can you um, sort of structure your life in order to become like Christ? And what, why? Why do you need to do that? What is the method of doing that? And, and also, uh, what happens if you don't do that? Um, so good stuff, good questions, and, and I hope the answers I've come up with will be helpful. I believe they are, and I believe that at, at this conference, we're going to see a, a shift in um, the way people perceive their role as leaders, and uh, I believe even as us as a team, we're going to move forward in Christ because of this conference. So I couldn't stress more to you the importance of setting aside time to seek God and and find out what He wants for you, and this conference, the Worship and Creative conference November 5 and 6 is a perfect way to do that. Um, so have a look in the show notes for that promo code for the info and um, and I hope to see you at the conference. Now for this episode with Jad Gillies, as I said, we're talking all about worship and this is what we call a team talk. And so it's intended for you to listen for yourself, but also to take the recording and perhaps play it to your team or to listen to it as a team and then use the notes in the show notes uh, for as a discussion guide, you know, as a conversation starter. We hope that this conversation with Jad Gillies today is useful and is, is that you're able to apply it to your teams. So go ahead, check out the show notes, listen to it for yourself, but also make it a conversation starter because we are much better in community. We're much better when we rub up against each other and, and um, can spur each other on in our, in our our lives and in our faith and in our creativity. So here's Jack Gillies. Here's a conversation all about worship. We'll jump into it and I'll talk to you soon. 
Hey, well, it's good to have you, Jad, on the podcast. It's been a little while, I think, since you've been with us. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's been quite a while. I think yeah. Yeah, probably the last um, you know, the last year or so has maybe kept us a little bit distant from each other. But it's nice to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, you. Re- I was reminded of you um, maybe yesterday or the day before, certainly this week, because I've been listening to Kevin Prosh. Um, the old old worship albums, and I thought, ah, oh, I know who who's a Kevin Prosh fan. It's Jad. That's right. Am I right in remembering that? Yeah, that's right. Because back in the day, like you, you tell us a little bit. Just for, I guess people know you from United and from leading worship at church and and that kind of thing. But you grew up in New Zealand, and back in the day, you were a Kevin Prosh listener. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was. I was a big. I was a big penty. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, like um, we came from a church, um, you know, quite a quite an active spirit-filled church. And, and I, I just loved the vineyard music. I, I just loved the winds of worship. I loved, um, you know, the the Kevin Prosh kind of s- stuff that he would do um, with vineyard. And then obviously he did his own things um, over the years, but... Um, what my, one kind of memory for me was, and I think it was one of the th- one of those things where in, in your life you learn to worship, and that was um, mm. my grandmother was very sick; she had cancer, and um, we lived about forty minutes away. So, you know, three times a week we would get in out to our old car, and we would drive forty minutes to where my grandmother was in hospital, and my mum mm. would just listen to Windsor Worship all the way there and all the way back. Yeah. And, you know, like looking back, it was a tough time for her. And um, mm. I just remember, you know, um, driving down the road and it was heavy and it was sad. But I just remember, you know, the songs, um, call me to his banqueting table, you know, yeah. songs like that yeah. or um, save us, oh God, songs like that, that I, I still remember to this day, but really actually shaped mm. my perspective on running to God in the midst of mm. crisis. So yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, and I feel like that's been even this week for me, just revisiting some of those songs. Uh, the lyrics are so honest, and the recordings are so sort of lo-fi that yeah. um, that it's obvious that they're just pushing record on a time of worship, and they're not. Um, yeah. uh, I guess they weren't so caught up in the production value as much as capturing the moment. Yeah, um, and and they were and they were. Um, excellent musicians as well so they Mm -hmm. could pull kind of stuff off off the cuff but the one thing i noticed the same as you is like songs there's a song called break our hearts and it must have just been a concept it was just a concept that they you know what i mean and um man i love that song the one song that says Uh um uh whoever heard of an army of god that conquered the earth by weeping and mourning and brokenness and I, i just those it was things like that that just made me go there's more to this life than than kind of pretending that we're perfect or pretending that we're always in triumph. We we yeah. we celebrate kind of the fact that we're broken and that God makes us strong in our brokenness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the other thing I noticed about it too is like it's just so uh, blatantly Christian and <laughs> and just 
full on like here's my heart god uh, i'm i'm pouring it out to you and i don't care who's watching cuz i like i feel pretty desperate to know more of you and and i love that i love that there's not this um kind of veneer of cool over the top yeah um uh, pap was talking alex pappas in a meeting this week and uh and casa asked what's your season in a sentence she's been doing that lately as you would know but um he, he said something about um, I can't remember his exact words, but it was more or less that that the the, the church is built up of a whole bunch of random people, you know, sinners saved by grace. That's my words, not his, but you know, just randoms, all of us, and not and not cool people. And 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 the cool thing is in uh, the honesty and in in the sort of relationship, and then obviously in worship, pouring that out to God. Yep. Um, I loved it. It's all sort of, for me, it was coming together this week. So you were on the podcast and listening <laughs> to Kevin and to, um, Papa's saying that. It's very good. But anyways, we're, we're here actually. Um, we wanted to get you on because you had shared with our global team, I guess, a few, a few thoughts around creating a culture of worship. And, you know, I felt like for our listeners on the podcast, both in our team and, and those who are listening from other teams and, you know, who lead lead worship teams and creative teams. It'd be really great for us all to hear some of those thoughts again so we can uh, mull on them and perhaps implement them in our churches. Yeah, cool. Um, and so that's not really a question, but 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 I, I kind of want to go, hey, Jad, go, just share <laughs> what you shared and, and uh, bring it to us because we know you've got some good wisdom. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, thanks for having me, everybody. Um, it's awesome. I love um I love our team and I just I love that we can gather like this digitally and mm. and um and be connected this way so it's really I think that's really cool. Um the thing that I um the thing that that I've been really kind of thinking about lately is is the concept of remembrance, you know, remembering God and making um remembering God and remembering who he is and remembering his benefits and all of that and making that um you know, like a reflex or, or trying mm-hmm. to build that into the culture of my life or making it a lifestyle, you know, so to speak. And, and, um, because it, it that I, I guess at the end of the day, if I was to kind of simplify worship down, it's, it's remembering and, and it's, and it's going, oh yeah. And placing Jesus back at the top, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and doing it often and doing it kind of habitually, um, and so I kind of, I've been thinking about that. And then when we talk about building a, a culture, um, Pastor Brian often talks about when we're building a culture, we have to be it. We have to embody mm-hmm. that, that culture. We have to embody that, that ethos. Um, rather than just kind of telling everybody what it should be, we have to be it. And so yeah. I've been thinking about that too and thinking about how we as worshippers if we're trying to build a culture of worship in our teams, we first have to build a culture of worship in our lives. And, and so mm. I don't want to take up too much time, but I'll, I'll kind of talk about what I, where the rabbit hole led me. And, um, yeah. <laughs> cause that's how I work. <laughs> um, but the first one is gratitude. Um, we, you know, I'm, I'm a very kind when I'm, I think very visually. So when I read some hundred where it says enter his gates with Thanksgiving, I immediately am thinking you don't get on the property without gratitude. Yeah. You don't get through the gate. He doesn't open the gates for mm. you un- unless you're thankful. Mm. And it's mm. it's a real it's a for me it's a really stuck way of thinking about it because it's like, oh, 
Well, that's what you do. That's what gets God's mm. attention. That's what opens the gates. That's what allows you into, you know. Mm. Um, and um, the crazy thing about gratitude is, is um, you know, if I'm leading worship and it's something that I'll do often, I'll ask the church what they're grateful for. Or I'll tell mm. them what I'm grateful for and then say, what, you know, what are, what are you grateful for this morning? You know, speak it out. And the reason for mm. that is because I'm trying to give them a perspective or I'm trying to give them a starting point of, of being thankful, you know, uh, mm. for that reason. And um, mm. my story is with my son, George. Sometimes when we pray, you know, we do the um, thank God, pray for others, then pray for yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. But the funny thing with the with the thanking God thing is I'm like, what are you grateful for? And he goes, I don't, I don't know. And then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, are you grateful for your family? He goes, oh, yeah. I'm like, are you grateful for your friends? He's like, yep. Are you grateful for, you know, your bike or whatever, whatever it is? And then the more that I kind of remind him, the more he remembers. And and so then he starts rattling off stuff that he's thankful for. And, and, you know, after a minute or so, you know, like there's just never-ending things that he's thankful for. And I feel like it's an awesome picture for for us Mm. to, to see when it comes to Thanksgiving. It just, it takes... We have to ignite it, and then mm. all of a sudden it comes, and um, mm. and so that's part of my remembering, you know, remembering what I'm thankful for, and because mm. then it kind of it winds me up, and 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 then I, you know, I get a good perspective, and so my my kind of thought mm. is gratitude not only opens the gates, but it awakens us to the fact that we are not the center of the universe, and I think that's a really <laughs> healthy thing to think about. That's you know? good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so gratitude. The, the next one is faith, and um, mm-hmm. you know, um, obviously, in Romans ten, there's that there's that scripture. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. And I, again, for me, when I read that, I I say, well, if I want to stir my faith, then what I need to do is meditate on the word of Christ, or meditate on the character of Jesus, or who He is, and and what he's done and what he's promised. And and so for me, again, if I'm looking at trying to build a culture of worship in my own life, I'm thinking mm. I need to stir my faith because mm. sometimes some of the things that we that we face require you know, require a big faith. It actually takes faith to acknowledge somebody that you cannot even see. You know, yeah. it and so yeah. these are some of the simple things that that I I like to just really simplify so that I can go, okay, if I get confused or if I get kind of bounced around by life, I can go, no, I need to stir my faith. And this is how I do mm. it. And, um, mm. and so um, the, the thing I would say there is conversation, encouragement, leadership, discipleship, whatever the conversation is, um, we, we're the ones that can drive, we're the ones that can stir faith. We are the ones that, mm. and that's how... Um, that's how I mean. That's how I see it, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one would be wonder, and a sense of wonder. I think is, it, I mean, you know, like it, it's it's that childlike faith side of things. And if, yeah. if you've ever heard Louis Giglio in the last fifteen years talk about that, is um, speakers and indescribable message. He's just as excited about it now as he was when I first heard it. Mm. And that's that sense of wonder that. It's like God reveals something and you go, wow. And then yeah. 
and it's like the more you think about it, the less you can get over it, you know. And and um, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I like to read passages like Psalm ninety seven because they give you such a um, perspective mm. on just that God is not mucking around; He is the real deal. And so I think mm. reminding ourselves of that is really powerful and helpful. Um, the thing that I would say uh, for this point for wonder would be cultivated wonder creates expectation and trust in God's sovereignty. You know, and, mm. and um, if you're one of those people that um, when you drive into a shopping center and you go, and, and then you find a parking spot and you're like, thank you, Jesus. You know, and it's like... It's <laughs> I'm that, definitely those, that person. <laughs> but it's, it's that sense of wonder that, that is looking for opportunity to give God credit you know, to, to yeah. attribute blessings to God. And if you can attribute the small, if you can attribute small blessings and small benefits to God, mm. then it becomes a practice for you to attribute mm. the large blessings and the large victories to God. It becomes mm. a reflex. And so, um, mm. yeah, that cultivated wonder creates ex- expectation and trust in God's sovereignty. And um, so that wonder, that was the third one. The fourth one was hunger and devotion. Um, uh, First Chronicles 22, verse 19, Now devote your heart and soul to seeking the Lord your God. Begin to build the sanctuary of the Lord God so that you may bring back the Ark of the Covenant, uh, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and the sacred articles belonging to God into the temple that will be built for the name of the mm. Lord. And this is where mm. we, this is where we build the, that place for him to dwell in. And, uh, I would say hunger and devotion, it just perpetuates that cycle of remembrance. For me, that Thanksgiving opens the gate and faith kind of um, stirs my, uh, you know, stirring my faith also kind of leads me to wonder. And that Mm. wonder leads me to want to know more about God and want to get to know God more. But then that whole side of it, the devotional side creates more hunger. And it, for me, it's kind of cyclical and, Mm. And I, I actually love that. I love that one yeah. pushes me to the next. And I, mm-hmm. um, for me, I, th- I find that just so inspiring and really encouraging. Mm-hmm. And so um, hopefully that's, <laughs> that helps. Uh, and um, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So um, do you find yourself, in, in, like when you're talking about that cycle, if you like, do you find yourself realizing you're at one place or another and having to kind of grab hold of yourself and then move yourself to the next sort of phase or step? Yeah. What, what I find is, is um, that's, that sense of wonder, you, you know, you get to that, that kind of time when you're, you're kind of work, geeking out about the things that God does and the things that he says and, and who he is. Mm. I find sometimes I need to give myself a little tap into that devotion side right. because it's easy mm. to, for me to just be like, to, you know, I'm finding links and I'm, you know, and I'm getting inspired and I'm getting encouraged and I'm getting excited. Mm. And then I have to remember, like, there's some, there is actually the component that, that builds your inner life that I need to give my attention to. You're and, right. uh, yeah, You're so right. there's definitely a time, there's definitely times where I'm like, all right, you need to get, you need to get moving. You just need to get moving. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because I guess in a way, it, um, I don't know that anybody actually does this, but, but somehow in, in our, the weird back of our minds, maybe, we look at a worship leader or we look at someone uh, that we admire um, 
And we think that maybe just particularly devotion or even the, all of the stuff you're talking about, cultivating your own sort of culture, inner culture of worship, that that just happens or it's natural or just some people are gifted that way and they've got it all together uh, and it's not work. Um, but the reality is for each of us um, in those steps, maybe some, some of them uh, you might find easier than I do or vice versa and the next person will find something else easier. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like we have to work on um, work on uh, maximizing our gifts, but also um, developing where we're not as strong. Yeah. Um, do you find that? Oh, totally. And and it's 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 funny for me. Like we operate within this leadership environment, you know, and and we and we put so much emphasis on leadership, and but half the time the biggest struggle is leading yourself, and and. And kind of making sure that, you know, um, when you wake up, you're, the self-talk, the things that you mm-hmm. tell yourself lines up with with what God says about you. And, and, and you know, even kind of the discipline side of things, I'm not, I, I'm not a disciplined person naturally. <laughs> I, I have to fight and scratch and scream. And, um, but, but that for me, one of the things I struggle with the most would be self-talk, would be you know, that discouragement thing. And I think, like you said, people go, oh, yeah, you know, they look at someone like JD and they go, oh, he, he's such an encouraging person. He's such a, you know, whatever. Um, mm. And he would kind of, he, you know, like, like you say, they, people don't realize what, that if we're all human and we're all kind of battling something. And, and mm. so I think that whole concept of leading yourself is, it, we, don't, we don't kind of give it enough um, attention i think and yeah um, i think you're right because that's where your mm. health is like doing those little checks every day like i've noticed that i'm that i'm talking to that i'm seeing myself through the wrong lens right now and i need to shift it those little right. checkpoints are healthy and that's a part of leading mm. yourself um especially mm. you know um over the last couple of years there's been all kinds of disruptions to our daily routines and and whatever and for me that caused me to have to you know really try and lock down some kind of a routine when it came to my thinking mm. and so then um well I, I was going to ask you a question but i'll lead into it with this i was chatting with robert ferguson just this week and we we're talking about devotions and as it, most people would know so robert for those of you who don't know him he's our teaching pastor uh and he's well known for his sort of way of doing devotions in the mornings and it's and it's very for him it's very much in the mornings you know um and I was talking to him about how I don't uh, that doesn't work for me (laughs) which you know he he looked at me with a bit of judgment I think but um you know he's like uh Richard I'm not a morning person either and I'm like oh wow um but my question (laughs) yeah yeah it's like oh wow okay um and and we talked about how Jesus obviously got up early in the mornings and he went somewhere before it was even you know while it was still dark and he would pray and so Robert's like, and that's what I do. He didn't say that, no, but sort of, that was the insinuation. And I'm like, oh man. Um, but I think for what we, where we got to in the conversation was around having to develop and uh, discover, I guess, who you are mm. and and how it is that God has created you, and therefore what it is you need to um, be mindful of when it comes to your disciplines and when it comes to your own, I guess, culture of worship, because some of us will be. 
um, we'll, we'll be forgetful and we'll, we'll need really what you're saying about remembering that. Like we have to um, make ourselves remember. Yeah. Others of us just don't wonder. We don't, we're sort of very, I guess, boring in a sense. We're not wondering anything. We're just like, you know, wake up in the morning like, oh, another day, not even, not even thinking about anything. <laughs> we need to work on that. Um, but so if, if you like turn up at our team on a Sunday just to kind of, I guess, speak practically, and you walk into the green room where we pray before a service, uh, how would you sort of encapsulate all of what you're doing to kind of get us all on the page um, so that in, in some small way we're pushing the culture forward when it comes to this culture of worship? So it's individually but then corporately mm. we've got to be doing that. How'd, how would you do that? What would you do? Yeah, I mean I'm thinking I, the way I approach the green room would be very similar to the way I approach the congregation I'm trying to mm-hmm. gather everybody, uh, gather everyone in agreement so that we can move in the same direction. And so often I'm reminding people, I'm reminding people of, you know, <clears throat> what it is that we are here to do or who it is that's coming into church. One of my mm-hmm. favorite things is to remind people who it is that we're serving. You know, we're mm-hmm. serving God, but we're also serving the individual. And um, mm-hmm. and our job is to bring them to a place where the presence of God is. And so my favorite thing to do in the green room is is remind and gather. And just, you know, like I just love the power in gathering. You know, um, we're two or more gathered in his name. He is in their midst. Mm. And so I'm banking on that. And, and I and I love that. Mm. It's as simple as that. Mm. We get, we're mm. here. Hey, guys, we're doing this together. Whether you're on a console, whether you're holding a camera, whether you're playing an instrument or a microphone, whatever, mm. we are, we're here and we're, and we're, we're, we're gathered together, we're serving God, we're serving our church. And then mm. I, I just think I like to encourage people to consider who's coming through the doors. The single mm. mom, the, the person that's struggling with grief or guilt or loss or whatever, mm. consider mm. those people because then you can tailor the way that you interact and lead with them and it gives mm. you a real um, perspective on, on kind of the, the whole... Uh, situation so often we can get up there mm. and be like I'm the worship leader and it, sometimes it feels like a hostile environment you know like sometimes it feels <laughs> like they don't want to be there but you've got to remember right. that they, they actually they're there on purpose they made a conscious yeah. decision to be there and so we just have to remember that our job is to remind them <laughs> you know yeah. and yeah yeah and that's what I love I love that that's why how I approach the green room I, I want people to mm-hmm. to be like to really put value on what it is that they're doing because mm. it is valuable. It's, it's serving is mm. like serving other people is it's, uh, you know, I think people just need to remember how valuable that is and how important mm. it is. Um, yeah. And so that's my approach. Yeah. And, and uh, I love that because when our team then walk out and they start to lead the church in worship, all of a sudden their focus is not on, the, in a sense, their own baggage, their mm. own stuff. Um, God will take care of that as they then serve the church. Yeah. And our focus is on obviously glorifying him and leading people to that place. Yeah. And, and the, again, in a sense, that's like a bit of a cycle of if we do that, then that leads others to do that. And, and, um, and then uh, God in some small way or some large way sometimes, but pushes people's lives forward and they remember, oh, that big thing that I came in carrying, actually I can leave it at the cross, I can leave it here. Absolutely. mm. You you know, um, one of the real, like one of the things I love the most about our team 
and this is something that yourself and Cass has cultivated over the years is 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 the the bringing the uniting of the clans almost you know like bringing together all the sub departments mm-hmm. that used to exist and now we are one creative mm-hmm. department and the one thing that I love to do is include everybody in the mission you know mm-hmm. I think that's really yeah. important is to go hey we mm-hmm. everybody is a worship leader whether, you know like I said before whether you're on the console or a camera or whatever mm-hmm. everybody is carrying this this responsibility and the best thing about mm. that is it's kind of akin to um you know the 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 old story about how the teacher sees a kid and they've got potential but they're not very motivated so they put that kid in charge of another kid's learning right and then they both <laughs> yeah. thrive it's kind of that you know like because you mm. can so easily be like oh i'm just a i'm just the you know the camera guy or i'm just a, i'm just, i just do this yeah. but if you're yeah. talking to me well, you're absolutely not just that. You're one of the. Yeah. You're one of. The, you're a worship leader in our team, and that inclusion, that kind of mm. um, gathering, and, and kind of putting value on what it is that we do, I think that's that's a massive mm. part of serving. Yeah, I agree, and it's almost like um, that analogy pushes one level further. I, I I can see sort of Jesus in heaven with God the Father going. Um, you know, ah, uh, you know, they've got potential. You know, all of them, they've yeah. got potential. We'll just sort of help them help each other, and and that'll that'll actually spur them all on. Totally, forward. it's very good. Um, all right. So as far as you know, you mentioned these last couple of years and how they've been pretty different, um, unexpected, obviously, with with all that's happened in the lives of of our church and the, and the world. Um, for you though, has your worship leader? Uh, sorry, worship leading or your attitude towards worship leading uh, changed at all? Is there any, like, how has it, how has it affected the way you see what you do? Yeah. Um, especially with the, um, the kind of the rise of an, of an, of a more of an online um, congregation as well. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, we've normal church, but we now ha- are more aware of our online congregation or anyone who would join us online and um, and so I I'm I'm trying to do the same thing as I would do with people in the room. I'm trying to really picture who's on the other side of that lens, and um, mm. and really kind of try and serve them or cater to them. Often now I encourage people to a lot more so to process the words of the songs. Mm-hmm. To to you know I mean they might be sitting on a train they might not be able to kind of belt out the words but they can process them. And they right. can decide for themselves that they agree and that it's the truth, and that and the, and they can, and it, it's the same. It's that it's that um, you know the word, hearing the word, the message of Jesus stirs faith, and so that if you can meditate on those words, it doesn't matter where you are, it can stir your faith. So, I've been focusing a little more on um, kind of helping people to not just get caught up in the atmosphere of corporate worship, but also be able to drill down and really kind of um, take responsibility or even just personally stir your own faith and and kind of be more be in the moment wherever you are and I think I'm re- a lot more aware of that and so then obviously as as the world moves on from covid nineteen and everything into into the future, is there anything i guess I, I'd love to sort of finish up with a question around um, what you're excited about, you know, what are you looking forward to and how, how do you see the future and how could you encourage perhaps other worship leaders who are listening um, to kind of move forward from all of what's happened? 
I know that's a big, <laughs> big yeah. thing, but 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 do you have something you're excited about, looking forward to? Yeah, look, I, I'm excited. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Like I'm, um, <laughs> like I'm getting older, Rich. Uh, I'm 41. <laughs> I'm 41 now. There's no, there's, I mean, there's nothing. I'm not saying that you know anyone's past it when they get to a certain age, but it is reminding me that. The my responsibility is not just to lead worship as a leader. It's not just to lead worship, but it is to absolutely empower others to mm. to run, to to build, to climb, to encourage, to minister. And so I'm actually really encouraged. Um, obviously, um, Pastor Brian and our church is kind of uh, the season we're in is like the rebuild. <laughs> And it's and, it, yeah. and it's real. It is real, and mm. it's scary. And um, you know, um, we have teams that we're trying to you know <laughs> get back to to um, you know into into a state where where we can <laughs> you know serve our services. But I'm excited yeah. for the opportunity that that kind of in, including new people, building into new people, um, mm. letting you know like letting new worship leaders kind of take some risks and get some runs on the board. And, um, and, and I think that it's a perfect time to do it because we have to, we're going to be, yeah. we're going to have to grow. We're going to have to go out a step out in faith. I had, um, I was talking to my wife the other day and we were talking about, um, you know, young worship leaders and I, and I had this thought and it was like, you know, people don't get runs on the board if you don't let them bat. Uh, yeah, and so it like obviously a cricket term, mm. but it can be you know can can translate into baseball. If you don't get mm. if you don't get to bat, if you don't get it any time uh, with the bat, then you don't make score any runs. <laughs> and so mm. that it really kind of resonated for me. It was like mm. we have to give people the tools to to grow, but we also have to give them the opportunity to just get involved. And I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I think. Um, I think that you do that really well. I think that you um, are always on the hunt for new young people <laughs> and you're always excited about this new person that's, you know, um, that's come our way or that um, somehow has emerged out of the congregation. Um, <laughs> God seems to do that, which is awesome. Hey, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks and, for um, and I guess uh, on behalf of those listening, thanks for the years of service to the church, the wider church. Um, through United and serving our church. Um, you're a blessing to Gas and I and your humility and I think really your consistency um, comes through. And I think all of what you shared today will be a, a blessing to people. Um, but I think it's, it is just reflective of you and of your willingness to kind of um, be honest enough to, to, to just um, uh, kind of warts and all be like, I don't remember this stuff, but I'll need to remember, you know, I don't wonder, but I need to wonder. I don't do this, but I need to. And you do too. And I love that. I think that, that sharing who you are and your journey and the consistency of that is a real blessing. So, so thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part of our team. And uh, I hope you guys listening have enjoyed that and that you've got gotten something to take away and to implement in your teams um, and I hope that as you look to the future you're looking to other people that you can include and uh, that perhaps this has inspired you to um, remember who God is and to to outwork that uh, remembrance today so we love you guys we'll talk to you soon I don't know how you make